All right. Anabolic Academy. Uh, another episode of Anabolic Academy. This is my favorite one because I get to interact with some of the people that uh, subscribe to my channel and follow me on Instagram. So I have a bunch of questions and it's going to get some interesting questions. But before that, please like, subscribe, share, because I'm bringing you a lot of content. If, if I am a little bit tired, I had a long day at work, then actually came home, went to the gym, and it is now 20 after 11. But I got to get this one done because I fucking like doing it. So Anabolic Academy, question one. I have a question uh, that was uh, actually in a YouTube comment from last week. So this question is from KSF6621. Hey, I have a question for the next Anabolic Academy. Why, when I take trend, my sweat smells different than usual, like um, ammonia? This happens only with trend, no other anabolic. All right. So I never had this problem with trend, but uh, I know a lot of people do. So supposedly trend makes you sweat a lot. And because it's so toxic, it actually releases a lot of free free radicals. And this is very common with, with trend. There's not a lot you could do about it. Shower more, cologne, deodorant, things like that. Maybe get a good detox supplement, uh, you know, liver detox supplement. I also heard that, you know, drinking a lot of water and magnesium taurate. I've heard magnesium taurate works well, like, you know, 500 milligrams a day or so on and so forth. I mean, you'd have to do a little bit more research, but these are the things that I've heard. This is very common. All all steroids are going to make you sweat more a little bit, but since trend is so harsh and so toxic, uh, it's going to make you sweat even more. The one good thing is, you know, it's real if that's if that's the case. It is best if you just leave it at a short cycle, trend six weeks, eight weeks tops, and that's it. Get off of it, you know, because it's really harsh on your body. But for the most part, yeah, that's that's really about it. So let's go now to the Instagram questions. The first Instagram question I have uh, is Fran is the man. Fran is the man always sends me a lot of questions, which I'm grateful for. Who had the most disappointing showing at the Masters Olympia? I mean, I didn't see all the competitors, but to me, uh, Hide Yamagishi. I mean, really, uh, I think that's how I pronounce how you pronounce his name, right? I mean, he's, you know, the Japanese guy, Hide. Iris Kyle's boyfriend. I mean, they gave him the win, but from the back, he would he, his back was not nearly as developed as like you, you just look at the lineup and you're like really he looked like he was in last place from the back uh, you know like he looked like he came in fifth but he gave him the win to me that was disappointing because it was he won and his back to especially his rear double by i did a, a video on this actually i did a, a masters olympia video i put out yesterday and I actually showed it you know basically talking about some rumors that were floating around about the Masters Olympia, which were not good. And one of them was he, they uh, actually won. And then when you look at his rear double by, it's like really weak compared to the rest of the top five guys that he was in the lineup with. It was just strange that they won, that they, that they gave him the win, but who knows? All right. Next question from Fran is the man. Have you ever tried niche training styles like uh FST seven, hit dog crap, et cetera, and was effective on you. No, honestly, I never did. I've always did a gym split and then I would adjust it to what I liked or what worked best for me. I never tried anything like that. Um, I mean, would it have helped? I mean, I don't know, maybe, probably not because you're probably splitting hairs at that point. I mean, I know the majority of bodybuilders do the gym split 
And the, the best thing to do is consistency and hitting it hard and making adjustments that fit you, fit your body, you know? Um, you know, there were times I had to change my entire shoulder workout, my entire back workout uh, to make it, to make progress happen because it was just, you know, not happening. But I know I never tried any of those niche. And there's nothing wrong with trying them. If it works, give it a shot, man. Especially if you're like first starting out and you got to figure things out. I don't, I don't shame anybody for trying something new or trying something different in the gym. Why not? Give it a shot, man. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Uh, uh, fun is the man. Do you think steroids should be legal in professional sports? Well, I mean, that's that's a loaded question because steroids are illegal, period. So if they were legal in professional sports, then kind of everybody would be breaking the law. But it would it would the question should be posed as should athletes use performance enhancement drugs that that are enable them to perform better? I mean, this way you don't have to say anabolic steroids, but, I, but I, and whatever, I get, I understand the question. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, the argument, that's a tough question, man. It's a good question. It's a tough question. The argument is if you don't make it an even playing field and say, okay, use whatever you need. There are going to be the people that stick to the rules. And then there are going to be people that don't stick to the rules and say, you know, I'm going to try this if it's going to make me, better and they're going to try and get away with it and we've seen we've seen that happen i mean we've seen fighters you know get suspended or get um fined uh, for using you know anabolic steroid use especially in the ufc or even in boxing um the other uh question is you know it's it's, it's that's the thing. If you go, no, you can't use it. There's always going to be guys or girls that are going to use it because they want that advantage. They want to win. That's their driving force. They want to win. They're competitive. They want to win. So theoretically, the only way to do it is to let everybody do it like, and then have it under a doctor's guidance. But the problem is, is that they're illegal. You know, the majority of the large majority of anabolic steroids are not produced by, you know, large pharmaceutical companies so then you you know you're purchasing it illegally you're using it illegally you know it's it's not an easy question it's not like black or white you know it's i mean all things being equal i would say yes only because there are always going to be somebody that is going to use it and use it to their advantage so in, in order to have everybody on an even playing field then that's the only way just so that everybody can use it. But like I said, there are gray areas. Like there are, you know, I mean, where do you stop? I mean, how much do you take? And how crazy does this slippery slope get, you know, with these, uh, you know, you know, with these advanced drugs, like, you know, they have drugs for like weight loss now, that is a, there are diabetic drugs and they don't know how it actually works, but they just know that it, uh, it, you lose weight from it, but they don't know how it actually works. So um, I forgot the name of it. Ozempic, Ozempic. So if a fighter has to make weight, um, uh, can he use that? Is it dangerous though? You know, I mean, if they don't, I recently found out that they really don't know how it works. You know, and that's the slippery slope argument. 
it's not it's not so cut and dry you know if it was if it was okay for people to use performance enhancement drugs there would have to be some serious guidelines and even then people are going to break them because they're going to want to win competitive athletes are the, the the spirit of a competitive athlete knows no bounds when it comes to winning they 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 truly don't especially somebody who lays it all on the line and has that hunger to win it is you know i think years ago years and years and years ago i have i don't know 20 years ago there was a, a study done and they they uh they po they polled olympic athletes and they said if you could take a drug that promises you a gold medal but um takes i forgot whatever it was 20 years off your life would you do it and half of them said yes because they want to win but so i don't know just it's a tough question and all right, next one. Let's see. <clears throat> How well do you think the North American overall champ Kennedy? I can't pronounce his last name. Do you uh, is going to do as a pro? I think he's going to be really good. The kid has great shape. He has great separation. The, if any, if nobody has seen him, uh, please go look up the guy who won the overall the North America. He looks fantastic. I mean, he came in tremendous shape. He look he, he could jump into classic physique right now and and, and win. As a as a classic physique pro, that's how good he is. So um, uh, he would definitely another 10, 15 pounds of muscle if it takes a nice long off season, and uh, he could totally um, do well as a pro. Really, he, I mean, he's got a small waist. His legs are amazing. He's great shoulders. So yeah, I think he's going to do well personally. I mean, there's a lot of good talent coming out into bodybuilding and there has been for quite a number of years now we see it we see these guys they, they look good okay uh next question again front is the man who is the best bodybuilder who never turned pro i mean there's a lot of them obviously there is dave palumbo and there was rich piana but there's a there was a guy from the 80s i, I think his name is rory lightelmeyer lightelmeyer something like that and the guy's physique was fantastic and um the story goes that he didn't want to turn pro. Like I think he came in, I think he he came in as good as second as a on the nationals. And you know, back then, if you you know that's this close, you know, you're on everybody's radar. You know, the next year, you know, you know, you might win. You're on everybody's radar. So yeah, I think he can, and I think he did win Mister America or something like that, an AAU contest. But then he did he did. Uh, I don't remember what year, but he did a uh, nationals. He did the nationals and he came in second as a heavyweight. And uh, if he would have won, he would have turned pro. But I, I, the story goes as he didn't want to turn pro. Uh, he didn't want to take away as much time from his family or, and, and his, his career. I believe he had a personal training business. Uh, again, you'd have to look it up. I don't know all the details, but that's the story. But he, he, Rory Lidlmeyer. The guy, the guy's physique was fantastic. And I'm sure there's plenty of others that I can't remember that should have turned uh, pro and never did. And, it, you know, if you know of any, just comment down below and let me know. And I, because uh, I can't remember all of them. Uh, okay. Again, Fran is the man. If you never got into bodybuilding, what sport or activity would you have focused your time and energy on instead? Uh, that's easy. Arm wrestling. For about six months or so, I actually got into arm wrestling and interviewed arm wrestlers. And 
it's completely different, but it's still very physical and competitive. First of all, it's fun because everybody knows everybody and like everybody's cool and chill. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, there's always people you're going to not like, but uh, you know, if the bodybuilding community is small and niche, the arm wrestling community is even smaller and everybody knows everybody and everybody is willing to help. And, um, there are some great, great arm wrestlers. And one of the guys, one of the best guys I ever interviewed, um, and he, came, he was on my show a couple of times. It was Paul Lynn. He is a tremendous arm wrestler and a tremendous human being. I can't even stress enough. Go look go look at uh, his arm. He, he's a middleweight or a light heavyweight. And he's one of the best in the world now. When I first interviewed him like three years ago, he was like just coming up. Now he's one of the best in the world. Now he goes and tournaments like all over the world and he just wrecks shit you know um he's one of the i mean it's just plenty of them obviously there's uh uh there's devin larratt devin Lorette. i mean there's uh monster michael todd i mean these guys and, and and the good thing is you know they have to stay in shape too they can't be like you know out of shape so they're into working out they're into fitness they just concentrate on on arm wrestling and it's just it's just it's also more of a, a camaraderie a lot more camaraderie you know, most of the guys are knock around guys like like me. You know, they're all regular dudes. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got some people that are like, you know, you know, high school teachers that do it or whatever. But for the most part, a lot of them are either personal trainers into fitness and they kind of found it and fell in love or they're knock around guys, you know, you know, tradesmen or truck drivers or, you know, whatever, all walks of life. And they go to practice and then they hang out after practice and then they go to a tournament and they hang out after, to- after tournament. And then even at practice, they have even the person that you're arm wrestling with, they would, uh, after they beat you or after you beat them, you're trading information to make, make each other better. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a really great world. And the girls are, are amazing. The girls are, oof, they are tough. They are good arm wrestlers. One of the, one of the best ones I interviewed was, uh, Oh God. Uh, Michelle Dugan. Michelle Dugan is a tremendous female arm wrestler and a tremendous person. All right. Next question. Fran is the man. Did EP09 ever get his shirt? I sent it to him uh, from the Texas Pro. I sent it to him. I FedExed it to him. I have the actual, I have the receipt, but he wanted me to send it to his office for work. And, uh, he doesn't always go to his office. So I messaged him today and he said, tomorrow he's going to check, but he should be getting it because I did send it to him. Uh, next, next question. Okay. Again, Fran is the man. What's your tanning protocol when you competed? Did you tan closer to the show or just spray t- on show day? Um, I would tan and then I would do spray tan. I actually never spray tanned. I never got a good tan from spray tan. So I would tan and I fucking hate tanning because it's like, it's like just another thing you got to add on top of training and posing and food. And I, I, that, to me, it was like such a waste of time. I got to lay in that fucking bed or stand there for 10 minutes, whatever, but I would do it. Um, and then I would do it for like maybe up until the week before. And then I would have, I had a friend of mine, his name was Rich. He was really good at it. He would put the pro tan on me several coats, I think like two or three coats on me. And then he would put the, the Jantana, which was like this really thick brown and it gave you a really good tan. 
you know, I wouldn't put it on my face. I would put the, the, the protein on my face and on my head. So my head didn't look like, you know, do you ever see those guys that tan their body, but not their face? It looks really strange. Um, that's what I would do. Uh, next question. Now, this is strange. I don't know who it is. Kirk Newman. What, which color do you prefer? I don't know what the hell that means, but my favorite color is blue. Okay. There you go, Kirk. Um, next question. Again, Fon is the man. How would bodybuilders from the 60s, 70s, and 80s fare today if they competed in classic physique? So if you just took the bodybuilders from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, their physique back then, and put them today, they'd get destroyed. Okay, they they didn't they were not as big, they were not as hard, they was not as round, they were not as full, they would get wrecked, they would get destroyed. I mean, I, I know it's unpopular to say that, but it just happens to be true. Now, if you took bodybuilders from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and then trained them like uh, bodybuilders of today, eh, it might be a little different. You know, like if you had Frank Zane, and then you trained him like a bodybuilder today with a the food protocol and the the supplements and the drug use and the cardio and the weight training today, like take Frank Zane in his prime and give him to Milos or give him to Hani, and then you might have a problem on your hands. <laughs> but just taking those guys, the best that they were back then, and competing with good guys today, nah, they'd get wrecked. They get destroyed. Next question. Uh where is okay? Uh my friend Matt. Matt Batala. My favorite arm exercises, top five. Okay, so for triceps, I love skull crushes. Um, skull crushes with the easy bar and behind, close grip behind behind my head and coming up, not swinging it over, just coming up in the same spot behind my head. Um, those are good. Um, I used to like close grip, but I don't like close grip anymore because it really puts a lot of pressure on my shoulder and my elbows because I'm fucking old now. But uh, skull crushes. <clears throat> um, you know, pull downs with the ropes for uh, pull downs with the ropes. Uh, if you have a if the if your gym has a plate loaded dip machine, that's really good for triceps. You know, that's you know, and you lock yourself in with the with the with the seatbelt. And then some of them, the old old ones have a seatbelt. A lot of some of the newer ones have like a a locking mechanism on the on your legs so you can't move those that's actually really good um and then anything anything basically with a pulley you know uh push downs and with a lot of tension you know pausing at the bottom a full range of motion that's those are always uh my favorite biceps uh, obviously uh you know alternate bicep curls um Alternate bicep curls, uh, easy ball, standing easy ball curls with the, you know, the wider grip, you know, those, those I like a lot, but you gotta, you know, you tuck your arms in and you don't swing. So all the pressure is on your, on your bicep. That's a great exercise for, for uh, for arms and, you know, old school straight bar curls. Well, like your arms tucked in, like I said, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I get a, a great pump from that you know nobody does those anymore um you know i see a lot of i see a lot of hammer curls you know straight up and down you know and and i guess if you know i never i don't really do much hammer i do a hammer from the side for my forearms but i don't do it straight up and down i never got a 
a good reaction from it. I never got a good pump. I never got a good results from it. So once in a while, I'll throw it in, but not always. Um, what else? What else? What else? What other kind of and you know a a um a plate loaded the the plate loaded preacher curl is great too. Those are those are good. And if you if your gym has a plate loaded preacher curl, those are good. Uh, that's probably. I mean, there's a whole bunch. That's one good thing about one good thing about bodybuilding is you could try so many. There's so many different movements and variations and machines. You're never going to get bored. You're always going to try something new. You're always going to find something new. You're always going to try something new that you don't like. It's it's you know it's inevitable, and that's what that's the fun of it. You go to a different gym. You have, they have different equipment. You learn something new. Blah 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 blah. You you know you watch somebody on YouTube or your favorite bodybuilder. He's trying this, so you try it. You know it's always there's always something different that you could try it, which is, you know, to me, it makes it interesting because you know, you go to the same gym all the times, the same energy, the same people, the same equipment, you know, I, I, after like a year or two, I always wind up jumping to another gym because I just get bored of going to the same gym and you go to a new gym with new people, new energy, new equipment, and it kind of makes you want to go. It's, it's, it's part of the way I keep uh, it exciting. Right. I just, it's so, you know, Cancel membership here. Go to a membership there. Or you can go to a gym. If you go to a chain gym, you can join one and go to multiple ones, right? Like if you go to Retro LA Fitness, you join one. You can go to this one. You go to that one. You go to this one. You go to that one. Whatever. Anyway, apologies for my uh, mundane uh, personality tonight. Again, it's a little late, but I wanted to get this done. So thank you very much for tuning in. And checking out series and selling this bodybuilding. And please like, subscribe, and share. And I love doing this because I love answering the questions. And it actually makes me learn more. Because there's this a question that I don't know. I research it, right? Like, I didn't know why fucking trembolone made you stink. I never stunk from it. But apparently some people do. So now you know what to do, you sneaky fuck. All right. Later, people. Peace.